planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelvin Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. It's Wednesday 13th. This is Dad from Yellow Dodgers. This is Odorous from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. And we're back on Rabbit Noise. That was the title track from Venom's 14th studio album, From the Very Depths. And here to talk about the amazing new album and all things Venom is guitarist LaRage. It's great to have you on the show tonight, man. What's happening? Thanks, Nev. It's um, absolutely awesome to be speaking to you, other side of the world. Um, I'm fine, just being usual on a, on a late Thursday night, worshipping the devil, black masses, all that sort of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got to keep keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? You've got to keep, the, got to keep your reputation going. That's it. <laughs> well, uh, man, From the Very Depths is the first album in four years from the band, and it was definitely worth the wait. You know, it's been out for about uh, a month now. Which tracks have been getting the best responses from the fans? Well, Longhead Punks, which was the first song that came out on the um, on the glorious thing that is called YouTube, that's been getting a lot of hits and stuff like that. So people were gravitating to that. I think it was a good starting song because it was a atypical Venom song full of snot and punkness. Um, but yeah, grinding teeth. And the title track, yeah, but a lot of the songs, the one that's um, probably getting the most praise is uh, Smoke, which is, I think is the surprise track on the album because it's very uh, doomy and it's probably uh, an avenue of metal that Venom's touched upon in the past but never fully developed, you know, so I think Smoke's probably getting the, getting the viewers vote at the minute. It's a good track, man. Uh, how did that one come about? Was that something that uh, you know, just started with a riff with that one, or did you, you set out? Yeah, 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 I mean, that, that's probably how, that's how this album worked out. On the last album, Fallen Angels, it was sort of um, each person would come in with different tracks, and we would work on the tracks together. But um, on this one, it was all jam tracks. It was all, the band did everything together. Um, we did what Deep Purple and Red Zeppelin used to do in the 70s, we just got in a room together cranked up the amps and just jammed till we got sick, until our fingers bled, and our ears bled. Uh, that's how the album came out. We just tried a different tact. Um, this is a very live band. It's a band that likes working together. I mean, we rehearse every week, so we just wanted to bring a little bit of the essence of that out into the music. That's why it took a little bit longer than usual. Um, we just wanted to try something different and just to see a different aspect of Venom, try and make it a little bit more stronger and a little more cohesive. But yeah, it, it was all jam on this album. Uh, that's how it seemed to work. It started off like that and we just thought we'd run with it. It's funny, man, that you know a lot of bands these days, they do it a bit backwards. There's not many bands that jam. They, they write at home and then they'll record their demos on their computers and then learn the songs when they're done. So, yeah, I, I like the idea that you guys jammed it out. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you join the band for, to get in the room with 
three or four other people who are like-minded and just try and come up with something, just something awesome, you know, in basic terms. Uh, and that's that's why I started. And that was on the bands that I got into in the seventies. That's that's what we were into, you know what I mean? And that's what everybody in the bands in Dan is. He loves these seventies bands, and you know, Kronos is into Russian stuff like that. So he's been really pumped about it because uh, it's it's what he wanted to do with band members for years, but never really been able to do. And with this lineup, we you know we love jamming and just kicking back and just cranking the tunes, you know. That's what it should be about, man. Yeah, about getting into a room with your your mates and just connecting, man. Because like when you connect through music, man, it's like a whole another level of communication, you know. And I think some bands are starting yeah, to lose man. that. Money, yeah, money can't pay for it. You know what I mean? When you come up with magic like that, well, everybody, everybody's got to be happy in the band, you know. Mm. There is some bands where people don't write songs and stuff, and that's fine. But that's not what I'm into. You know, that's what I. That's what I wanted to do, and I realised I wasn't going to do uh, a big uh, real so on guitar. I wanted to be a really good songwriter, you know. And I, if, if I was in a band where I couldn't write songs, it would just get boring for me. But yeah, it's just that's what it's all about, man. Just making a racket and just causing trouble, you know. It's what it should be about, man. And you got to keep doing it. So, were, were there many tracks that didn't make the final sessions uh, that you know might be aside for B sides or future releases? Since you know you jammed out, you probably pumped out some of these songs. Yeah, there was a couple of things. What, what normally happened if, if something wasn't working, we just left it alone. And then what we found is we could like sort of take bits of it and put it into different songs. So they all got stripped down and they turned into something else. But wasn't that, I don't think there was anything that was majorly left over. There was, there was about three or four tracks off the last album, and you always, when you do an album, you go, oh, I'll keep that for the next one, but then you never do, because you just want to, you come up with fresh ideas, mm. and you, you just sort of run with that. But uh, we've got loads of bits and pieces lying around in that. There's probably some, I mean, the jam tracks that we did, some of them were 10 minutes long, and some of them were for about two hours. Um, and there was some great stuff on that, but there was also some stuff that, um, that was wrong, and that if people heard it, they would think you were wrong, and wouldn't want to be anywhere near you. They're the you bright people with. That's awesome, man. All right, we're going to go to the track "The Death of Rock and Roll," and we'll be back very soon with Lorraine from Venom on Rabid Noise. Welcome back to the show. We're here chatting to LaRage from the legendary Venom now. Now, Venom had been around for 36 years or, or so, and you joined back in, I believe, 2007. Is that right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a while, man. So you've been in the band for a while, but um, I've always been curious to the situation from your point of view when, you know, new members are recruited for, you know, an established band. Like, what's... You know, what's that process like going in for that? Did you know the guys or uh, did you know all the material prior to that or did you have to learn a set number of songs? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't help but know it was Venom, you know, they, they lived like 10, 5, 10 miles away from me and they were one of the pivotal bands personally because when I was growing up in the 80s and all that, in, in, in bands, you were always told by the unbelievers that you couldn't make it because you didn't come from London and that's where all the bands come from and that's where the companies come from. But here was Venom. They were going on work to us and, and recording albums and causing mayhem 
and they were like from Newcastle, where I was from. So they were that was a big plus. Like if anyone came up, you just give them the middle finger, you know, and say, "Why don't we do it so than we?" So they were very pivotal in the eighties for me for that. But yeah, it was just it was weird. I was helping them out to start with because the the guy who I replaced was from America, uh, and obviously he couldn't get over here all the time. So I was just helping them out because I, I knew uh, the previous drummer. Uh, through some friends and they knew that trust me I wasn't going to start a blab and go on the internet and say I'm playing in Venom and stuff like that so I was just helping them out and they told me to learn six songs so I learned 18 <laughs> uh, so I had no pressure there was absolutely no zero pressure for me you know just helping them out cool having a good laugh and then about three months in I realised that uh, it wasn't going to work out with the, 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 the last guitarist so I was asked to join them, so it was dead easy for me to come in. I, I, they already knew uh, what, a, what an asshole I was. They all me bad points and stuff like that, so that was that. We got that out of the street away. But um, no, I, I think the big plus for me was Dante joining the band, to tell the truth. Um, I knew about them through a, a road that I used to work with because I was a big Black Sabbath fan, big Tony Martin fan. And I was in passing conversation, I was asking what Tony Martin was doing, and this guy told me and told us about the drummer he was working with, who was Dante. So when the drum spot came up, he was one of the first people off my lips, do you know what I mean? I, mm. I just knew he was, he, he was the guy who was going to work, because he, he had the vibe, and he had the, uh, he had the chops, man, and, and he was everything that I thought he was, Times by 666%, which is amazing. He just really lifted the band. It was the final piece of the jigsaw that we've been looking for, probably that Cronus has been looking for for years, do you know? I mean, he's just super happy with his lineup because we all get on together and we're all here to make the band last for another 10, 20 years, you know? We're not in it for money or fame or fortune. You know, that stuff comes along, that's nice, but it's all about the metal, you know? It might sound a little bit cliched and stuff like that, but. That's what it's all about with us, you know? Gotta be about the metal. Well that's it, man. You know, and I've I've heard a lot of interviews recently, uh, with Corona saying that, you know, you guys are such a tight unit. You know, and you're such a, a Yeah, man. A, you know, and that's and that's exactly what you want. There's bands out there that have been doing it for that many years. Um and um they're they're the opposite, man. They just it's like they don't they've lost yeah, that yeah, connection. Yeah. Yeah, people just go, I think some people just go through life and they find new, different wants and different loves and that sort of, like, splits them apart, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, it doesn't help when a lot of these bands don't live in the same countries and stuff like that and they seem to only get together to do an album or, or like that where we just get together, you know, just to talk absolute BS. You know what I mean? Sometimes we go to rehearsals and don't care, we just chat about rubbish. We've all got the same sort of, I don't know, same sort of, like, same outlook in life and the same sort of loves and the same sort of, the same sort of comedy and the same sort of programs and all that and, and the same sort of music and everything. Like, and that just makes it, just, just tight that, you know? It just makes mm. it better. And you've got, to, you've got to get on with the people that you're in the band with, you know? I mean, this band has been renowned for years of, like, having friction and turmoil and stuff like that. Um, which is good in one respect, but that's not this lineup. Do you know what I mean? This lineup's in it 
any to win it. <laughs> yeah, that's. It sounds like things are going so well for you guys. Such an amazing thing, and and you know, in the hopes that you know we see you guys down here as well. Finally, you know, uh, you got plans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we were we were we were close a couple of years ago to getting down, um, but things went funky with the promoter. And then last year we were supposed to play Japan with Morbid Angel and Morbid Angel. I think we're coming over to Australia, so we were going to talk about getting some dates. And then that that the Japan Fest got cancelled, so we we couldn't make it over that side. But uh, no, we're talking about Japan this year, so hopefully we'll get some Australian dates. It's somewhere we would love to go. Um, it's the it's it literally is the final frontier for us. It's we've been for the past few years trying to get to places that we've never been before. Uh, you know, in some places that where kids have never had, you know, a really good metal band over. And just Australia seems to be, I mean, the band's been to Japan before. I've never been to Japan with a band. And that's my next one. But yeah, yeah, Australia, I mean, we've got, like I said, we've got family over there and, and we've got a lot of fans over there that we want to get over. But we're just worried once we come over, you can't get rid of us. It'd be like some sort of parasitic leech. that just, <laughs> The stays in the country and, and it will turn the whole place into some sort of Mad Max scene. You <laughs> 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 want venom over, right? We're here and we're not going to we're not going to go in. Never will have to stay in your house, and like after about two years, you will get sick of it. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. I've I've got a four bedroom place. As long as you, you, you are... keep it in the closet somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You keep in the closet and you bring like friends and stuff like that and you go watch this and just open the door and you just start playing and then you shut the door and it'll just be silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the closet. Yeah, well, I'll say, <laughs> I mean, can you just get me a beer out of the fridge? Yeah, it's venom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I just hand it, they'll just, do, they'll just do a beer hand at you while some satanic overtures being uh, flashed out. But I think <laughs> you, you probably have to about two years but they start to get a bit smelly and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it was like, well, you're saying like that, you'd be the late lads who live in state development. You need oh. to leave the country. No, no, it's, it's all right. You know, <laughs> my wife, you know, she'd probably get you to do some chores. She gets me to do them. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm married you for you, Ned, but you'd never said that I would have to put up with a three-piece black metal band. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon she'd be cool. I'll just tell her. I'll just tell her. Yeah. Venom's coming to yeah, stay over. And she'll go, yep, no worries. Just... Don't, yeah. don't mess up the, the house. For the rest of the lives. Yeah. <laughs> They're not leaving. So, so apart from, uh, you know, Japan and uh, hopefully Australia, what's what's next for Venom? Um, we're we in Germany in May um, at the Rock Hard Festival, which has been a great magazine over in Europe for years and years. And it's been one of the festivals that we've always, um, obviously just a miss, we've always been tied up, but uh, now we're going to hit it this year. And then we're off to uh, Hellfest in France and uh, tons of rock in Norway, back to Germany for Summer Breeze, and then we've got one or two other festivals that we're just about to confirm. I think one's in Belgium, and then we've got one in uh, Spain to confirm. But yeah, we'll be hitting the festivals and then back to South America later on in the year, and then touch wood, touch metal, uh, hopefully Japan, Australia. I'd like to go over to the States as well. Uh, we just did the 70 tons of metal cruise, which was absolutely awesome. Um, met up with some great friends from bands and stuff, uh, which was great because 
um, British Airways, in their infinite wisdom, managed to lose our equipment, so we had no equipment to go on the boat with. And uh, in the spirit of metal, I don't think there's one band that didn't offer to lend us gear. They ended up using our Chinese guitars and basses, but there was like Behemoth and wow. Tank and all these bands offering again. It just honestly, it just it gives you the spirit of it should be that spirit of metal still there. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you know, everybody competing and stuff like that. But just honestly, the amount of bands who were just offering you everything and anything so you could play the show. Uh, so yeah, I have to give a big shout out to Arch Enemy, Michael A. Martin, uh, Charlie for lending us stick. Yeah, we'll become Arch Venemy for the two gigs. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Arch Venemy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, we're going to go to the track Longhead Punks from your latest album, From the Very Depths. Now, thanks for taking the time to hang with us tonight, Rage, and I uh, wish you and the boys all the best for the rest of 2015 and get your asses down here soon. Brilliant, that's not a problem. Thank you to all the Australian legions for uh, keeping the black flame burning. And we will do everything we can in our satanic power to get over there and uh, come and destroy you and your houses, your families, (laughs) and anything we can get our hands on. So, yeah, man, thanks, Neff. Planning on travelling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 